heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to, this is the New Year's Eve Eve edition. <laughs> Even though it's afternoon, it's the New Year's Eve Eve edition of The Masculine Journey. Today, it's so exciting to be in the studio with so many brothers getting ready for 2018. We got Big Jim, we got Wayne Dozier for the first time in a long time, in fact, it's been almost two weeks. Absolutely glad to be here. <laughs> and our good friend Andy. Andy, welcome. Hey. Good, hey. We, good day. Uh, good day. And we got Sam down at the beach. You know, somebody's got to do it. Sam, welcome. You know, it is a hard job, but somebody <laughs> has to be at the beach on the new year. <laughs> so we have been in the month of December talking about surviving Christmas. And Sam, that the first show we did on surviving christmas was surviving what parenting was the first one we did there you go and jim what was the second one was the second one mine i was telling him if it didn't happen 40 seconds ago or over 40 years ago i don't remember but it, it was life changes life he knows changes. life changes life changes and then last week which was the first show that wayne was on the surviving santa surviving santa which was right prior to I was illustrating life changes. Of course, uh, Big Jim missed that one. But I don't know what it's like in your family, but in mine, there's a whole lot of food that's cooked at Christmas, and so what you have then is leftovers. And so this week's show, as we talked about last week, would be surviving Christmas leftovers. And for a lot of people, that's a letdown. And when you listen to this little girl here, you get the feeling that, man, this, this you know, some people had expectations that they haven't quite met yet, and so they need the tree to stay up. Are you mad because I'm taking the Christmas tree down? Yeah. Why? Because. Because why? Because Christmas is over. Cause what? Look at me. Because Christmas is over. Oh, well. It'll come next year. <laughs> we can't leave the tree up all year. I want to leave it up all year. <laughs> no way. And that was how it was at your house, wasn't it, Jim? Well, actually, with the plastic trees now, you can leave it up all year. <laughs> I kind of identify with the kid. I never want to take the Christmas tree down, and I insist on getting the full 12 days of Christmas. The people that take it down the day after, to me, are depressing. And so we still got it going on. Is your tree still up, or are you one of those that, you know, at the Truth Network, we have very efficient people. I can tell you, the minute they arrived on Tuesday morning, the first thing that started happening, and I was watching, and I felt like this little girl, like, don't do it, don't do it, Sam. They took down the tree. Sam? Yes. Um, <laughs> he's, he's I'm not going to make a comment. <laughs> As he was but the I one that took down. Yeah, uh, my tree stays up through Epiphany. It stays up through uh, uh, January 6th. 
As so it should. I'm along with Jim. I like the, the full 12 days of Christmas. So as we begin to process what happened, and we looked at what's left over, right? That's what leftovers are. Um, Wayne sent us this clip from the movie A Christmas Story. Is that a, yeah, yeah. And, and set this up for us because these poor folks, they've, they've had a bit of a turkey adventure. Sure. So, uh, of course, everybody, for the most part, has seen A Christmas Story, except for Robbie. This year, <laughs> evidently. Uh, but this starts off with um, Ralphie's mom has just pulled the, the turkey out of the oven. Uh, husband's come in, tried to sneak a taste of the turkey, and, of course, she slaps his hand. Um, life happens, and something happens to her inadvertently. They leave the door open, and the uh, bumpus dogs come in and have themselves a feast. Uh, Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner. Turkey. And so, as a result, they have to go, right? Yeah, you, you got you to gotta figure out something else to do. You, you can either you know, roll with it or um, you know, look at the turkey on the floor. And go to the Chinese restaurant, which they have a little di- diff- different view on Christmas than some. And so it sounds something like this. Sing like this. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Try again. Deck the hall with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Sing something else. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. All our fun is to ride in a horsey open sleigh. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. Kitchen, bring food for customers. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful duck. Yes, it, it really is. It's uh, uh but you see, it, uh, what? It, it's smiling at me. Okay. Uh, Christmas would live in our memories as the Christmas when we were introduced to Chinese turkey. <laughs> All was right with the world. So, for those of you like me that hadn't seen that movie, I, I've seen the clip, and when you when sh- they start talking about this duck smiling, the man takes out a meat cleaver and he smiles the duck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that's a leftover for you, Wayne. How does that work? Yeah, so, so what do you do with uh, whatever life throws you the unexpected turkey on the floor, right? You, know, you, you got you to gotta pick it up and you got to roll with it. You got to look for the good in it. And, and from this clip, I mean, you can picture Ralphie and his family, even in his own words, you know, this becoming you know, legend, as we talked about earlier, you know, the legend of the turkey. Yeah, Gary Smalley did a study one time about what was the common denominator amongst families that didn't divorce. 
And the only thing he could find, it wasn't the family that went to church together, <laughs> prayed together, as you might be thinking. It was the family that camped together. And the reason behind that was the adversity of the camping experience, you know, the time it rained when you're supposed to go see Mount Rushmore and you're in the tent playing cards, you know, or the turkey, whatever the situation was, that became the stuff of family legend. And the adversity brought the family together and thus they made it through. And so it's a lot of that stuff that happens at Christmas because we have all these expectations, right? Uh, That's true. And the, and I did share this several weeks back, you know, our worst Christmas ever was the year my father died early in the month that my daughter was married at the end. But those things, the leftovers, well, I'm wearing one of the leftovers from that. The sweater I have on that you can't see on radio that most people say is either beautiful or ugly, depending <laughs> upon who it is. But it is, we were figuring it out at least 50 years old. And it's my father's, one of my two father's Christmas sweaters that he wore regularly at Christmas. I'm pretty sure they used it in the movie The Santa Claus for, um, what was his name, that always wore the sweaters? <laughs> Neil. Neil. Yeah, I'm Neil. pretty sure it's a yeah, Neil leftover. Yeah, just, you know, just throwing but, uh, it in there. This is, this is older than half the people in this room. <laughs> it actually is a very pretty sweater. Don't it's, you, it's old people yeah, who think it's a pretty sweater. We're going to comment on that. Sam, and you can pipe down and uh, – Myrtle Beach, too. Well, just, you know, Robbie thinking of, like, a little girl talking about a pretty sweater. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the Masculine Journey Radio. <laughs> now that we've lost the audience. Uh. <laughs> Go ahead, Andy. I'm getting back to your leftover. You had a thought on that, didn't you? No, I, well, I, I didn't. Other than the fact that, yeah, it's at the time uh, around Christmas time, there are some leftover, the feelings of, of what you experience at Christmas. I was talking earlier. It's just, it's funny how quick we do move on to the next thing, even though there is some leftover, like taking stuff back to the, you know, to the store uh, returns and that kind of thing. And the food that's left over, it's, it is funny how we find a way to move on. I was telling the guys, I'm, I'm excited about 2018 and have kind of went there mentally somewhat. And um, just, uh, you know, excited about that, but yet, you know, really, really, I mean, this is cliche, but it's true, is the fact that we should experience Christmas every day of the year, really. I mean, Jesus fresh in our hearts being born each day, so. And, and one of those leftovers that I have from this year that, that I know you share with me, Andy, is the idea that we can get an advanced word from Christ. Right. right, and and this is the season right now before New Year's right. to begin to ask God, what do you have for me in 2018? What's an advance word? You know, try to listen for what might be up for 2018, right, Sam? Right. Yeah, I think you know it's a good time to look forward and say, okay, God, what what now? What next? You know, we're at a new chapter. Although every day is a new chapter, somehow it seems special when it's uh, the 31st. You know, and we're, we're kicking into a new year. Seems like a, a reboot or um, you know, something along those lines. And so, you know, I think it's a great time to say, okay, God, what's this, this year look like for me? You know, Robbie, I know you could share that there's been, you know, you've had the year of this or the year of that. If you wouldn't mind sharing some of that where it's made a huge impact on you. Yeah, especially the year of this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know. When you were expecting that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, there were so many of those experiences this year for me as I had a year where I went into it. I didn't even make a resolution to pray every day that, you know, the, the daily prayer that John mm-hmm. Eldridge talks about in his book. But that is what ended up happening. And, and as I began to pray through some addiction problems that I was having and other things that I found a whole new prayer life that happened every single morning. I was just totally not expecting the this and that that I got throughout the year. And I'll share one of those when we come back as we talk about Christmas leftovers. And as a result of Christ coming, there's so much left over, but you only have a week left or a few days to get the BOGO going. So check out that when we come back. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming in April the 12th through the 15th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. Here comes the letdown, Christmas is over. Here comes the meltdown, and there goes the cheer. But before we have a breakdown, let us remember the light of the world is still here. Happy day after Christmas and Merry the rest of the year. We are talking Christmas leftovers today, surviving Christmas, and what about those leftovers? And I hope you're like many of us sitting here today, that we have things that happen this this Christmas that will be leftover for eternity in our minds. You know, this was the Christmas that what? You know, in my case, I have a grandson who's named Cash, and um, he is going to be one on Christmas. January 6th and what a personality he has developed and he was throwing this ball this basketball and he was just saying ball and throwing it and throwing it and I you know I have a picture of that and as I look at it in my mind's eye of really getting to know this new Dillmore male you know that's (laughs) and you know the fact that ball is a big part of his life is already a very exciting thing to his grandfather (laughs) but just you know it'll be the Christmas that I got introduced to that grandson and it's a leftover I'm going to cherish forever. What about you, Wayne? You, you, you act like you got something there that you, oh, I was going to go a different route with that, but the, the leftover I actually have for this Christmas is the leftover of vomit. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah, the sweater is whenever you really eat not so that much, bad, Wayne. Right? The sweater is not that bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, my my daughter, she uh, she she's been sick uh, all through the the Christmas uh, season, and it, it's been it's been interesting to try to get her from place to place and make sure that you know everything is good. So. But it's one of those legends, right? It's one of those things that, that we'll be able to talk that, about. Remember the year that you just could not, st- yeah. Unfortunately, my wife has bore the brunt of that. Yeah. So, the the, left- so that is the. Yeah, that's, that's not the- a leftover I want on my sweater. How about you, Jim? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but the one, the one leftover, um, well, let me get Andy's leftover. What, what have you got this year that you, you can cherish from Christmas Day or something with your family? Well, I made a pot of chili, so I guess that would count. Um, that's left over for a week or two. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Christmas chili, right? Um, I don't know. Just um, no no particular experiences or anything. Um, just the fact that uh, I determined, you know, th- there's a lot of stress that gets put, put in, and I had opportunity to get back into the, to, you know, getting out, get, losing my peace. Well, Jesus came as the Prince of Peace and to bring peace to the, you know, the world. And yet we always seem to find a way to lose it around Christmas. And I think I, I, I made a conscious effort to choose peace this Christmas. And, you know, things went a lot better um, than they, you know, they have in the past. And I think it reminds us each time to go into that season because the devil will do anything he can. The enemy will do anything he can to get you out of peace in Christmas. And especially to break your unity with Christ, That's however right. that looks. Jim? My left, uh, well, the thing I'll remember from this Christmas is watching a hatchable hatch. <laughs> but I. So it was hatchable. Our uh, Christmas was strangest year. It started on Christmas Eve Eve with one set of grandkids, and it didn't end until Tuesday morning with my granddaughter. And it was not, I'm a traditional guy, and. There was very little tradition involved, and I sort of felt like the leftover at times because as a granddad and splitting family time with different people, it can be depressing, but there was a sense of peace throughout it where, you know, this my time of setting the traditions or being part of my family's traditions is, is a leftover, but that's okay. My kids and grandkids are developing theirs, and we get to be part of that. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true, Sam. Well, you know, for me, the leftover this year is kind of twofold. And there's some fond memories of Christmas uh, of this year. You know, a, a second year of having the tradition with my boys who are 13 and 19, you know, almost 14 and 20 uh, in just a week, actually. Um, their most exciting part of Christmas was a scavenger hunt that I, you know, I send them on to go find their, you know, Santa present that uh, he left. And, you know, just to know that that's still the most exciting part for them of the tradition we started uh, a year ago. You know, so it's our second year of it. You know, that's a, that's a positive leftover. I think there's also the leftover of a letdown. I feel a little bit of, like that, that uh, girl that's like, oh, no, you're taking down the Christmas tree. Of, you know, I look forward to Christmas because it's a time that the boys and I can be together. I get to talk to my daughters, you know, and I know that I'm going to hear from all of the kids. And, you know, my next opportunity for that will probably actually be my birthday. 
you know, in May. And so it's, uh, you know, there's a letdown of, well, it's going to be a little while before, you know, I definitely am going to talk with all of them, although I'll talk to them individually. It's one of the few days of the year that I, you know, I hear from all my kids and that makes that part special. I want to move to this other clip that we have. It's from the movie, The Passion of the Christ. And years ago I had this you know, one of those things where you're looking at your scripture and you wonder, how is this? Why does this work out? When you look in Isaiah 59, and, and this will get to Christmas, just stick with me here. Um, but when you look in Isaiah 59, Isaiah is describing the armor that Paul uses later in Ephesians 6. And he talks about the helmet of salvation. But it's the Messiah himself in this prophecy that is putting on the helmet of salvation. And my question was, God, why would somebody who is saved, because clearly Jesus didn't need to be saved, he was sin-free, why would he need to put on the helmet of salvation? Well, when I watched the movie The Passion of the Christ, I saw in this scene where they were flogging him this phenomenal beating, and it was almost like Christ's strength in this particular clip to take this beating was something that the flogger couldn't get past, and it kept and he, and he brought on his cruelty in an effort to try to get over Christ, but it was Christ's hard-headedness that got him through to the cross and actually to be crucified. And this helmet that Jesus was wearing was the thought of my salvation and the thought of Andy's salvation. I thought, and so this hope of salvation that's talked about in Thessalonians is a picture of what our Savior had on in the hope of salvation. And I'll get to how this comes to Christmas in a minute but I want you to hear a little bit of what that's like and see without Christmas, we don't get this. John Eldridge pointed out something I'd never seen before that the coming of Christ was the taking of like a you know a front like the battle of D-Day like this big movement coming on and 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 Christmas brought on this onset of evil that was phenomenal that was against Christ and it comes to a climax here at the cross but it was in fact Jesus's desire for your salvation and mine that won that victory that we still live in as a result of Christmas. But I just wanted to get to this was my Christmas leftover. The thing I will remember this year always is I actually started out like the Christmas turkey. It was a horrible fight between me and a close friend, colleague, and this 
broke out and I really felt like I deserved an apology. <laughs> and I just couldn't get past it. And a few days went by and it didn't get resolved and it didn't get resolved. And I really felt like I deserved an apology. And, and then another friend got involved and he offered to, to, to talk to this other person and move on with the project. And so I said, well, yeah, just let him take the ball, run with it. That's fine. Well, five minutes after that conversation, here came an email where this person had taken the ball and run with it. And I wasn't fine. <laughs> my, I mean, this got all over me and I knew my stinking thinking and I knew that Sam talks about the good heart and I should have been looking for the good heart in this guy. But all I could think about was really, he's going to just take, take all this and not apologize. I mean, how does this work? And so as we talk about, I have this morning prayer and this time that you can imagine I go to God with my stinking thinking and I'm like, I, I know I should be all right with this Jesus, but I'm just not all right. I'm really, really, really angry, and you know I am, and so how can, what, what, what are we going to do? Because i got to be involved in this. And Jesus said this to me, and this is my Christmas present to me, and my leftover, I'll never forget. He said, Robbie, is your hope in that person, or is your hope in me in the heart of that person? Is your hope in Christ, or is it in and all of a sudden, I saw, wait a minute. Yeah, you're in that guy. This is going to be all right. This is going to be fine. And it was amazing. All my stinking thinking immediately disappeared. And I was looking forward to working with that person again and being involved in it. And it all came around. There's so much hope there, right? There is. Jim? If we hold on to Christ and keep him at the center, every day is new. All of our traditions may be there, and they're still lovely, but if they're not, it's still lovely because we have a Father in heaven, we have a brother in heaven that love us so much that all the rest of this stuff, I almost used a different word there, <laughs> doesn't matter. We need to focus on him, and then we're okay. And Sam, you being the one who taught me about the good heart, I know you got something to say here at the end of the show. Yeah, I think just focusing on the fact that the things that we know that are true is that person loves God and that person loves us. And that's a measure of following the good heart, just holding on to those truths. Yes, and we are very thankful for the leftover of you guys listening to us today. <laughs> And, and spending your time with us, we pray that you would literally go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Take advantage of this buy one, get one free boot camp. Give one free. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We'll talk to you next week. It's an all new year. <laughs>